What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fairway to Heaven, only on the All About the Birds Network. I am Phil Stifel, joined as always by Jason Sullivan. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, make sure you click, uh, you know, share, you know, and like and comment in the comment sections on Twitter. Retweet if you're up on YouTube there watching. Make sure you click the subscribe button, thumbs up here. Uh, just building a great network here at All About the Birds. We're just trying to, we're more than all about just the football and the Eagles. We're a little bit of everything. This is our fantasy golf and gambling golf show. Um, so we're here. We're, we're here to talk about this week's Zurich Classic. It's a, it's a weird, quirky event. You know, it's almost like an exhibition. But real quick, before we dive into this week's event, got to say, 47 years old. If you could tell me I could play golf at 47 years old like Stuart Sink, Sink did last week, I mean, I, I'd be a super, super happy person, wouldn't you? Dude, what domination. I mean, yeah, 100%. He he absolutely dominated. I mean, wire to wire, old man Stewie. So, you know what's funny is – called him I old said, man Stewie? <laughs> Uncle Stewie, I don't know. Here. Whatever you prefer. So, a couple weeks ago on this show, I think it was like four or five weeks ago, actually, I said, I always play Stuart Sink no matter what. Every time he's on DraftKings. You know who I didn't play last week? Stuart Sink. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it's just to think of a 47-year-old guy, and I know it's not a super long course where they played last week, you know, at Hilton Head there, but the fact that he was able to go out there and shoot 63 on Thursday and Friday, I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are. As long as your game that, – that's what's so great about golf. When your game is clicking and if you're smart enough how to adjust your game to the course, I mean, nothing will stop you. You know what? He didn't even play that good over the weekend either. Like you said, yeah. he came out – Thursday and Friday firing. I mean, he shot yeah. what did he shoot eight under both days. He was he was yeah. absolutely on fire. And then Sunday he was one under. So it's not like he really lit the world on fire. He just kind of did enough to put out the fires that everybody else was coming. Yeah, I mean it was it was great. I I was lucky enough to get in when he was on after his Friday round. He was at minus one seventy to win the event. And I and I and I'm like you know what he's just on fire right now. There's there's no way he's going to lose this event. So I, I was able to put a a pretty significant bet on him at minus 170. I know it doesn't pay out a huge return, but 
you know, it, it turned a nice profitable weekend for me. I don't know how your draft, you know, I, I cashed in, in most of my DraftKings lineups last week and obviously had that bet there uh, that paid off. But how, how was your overall week last week? Not the best, but not the worst. Um, I actually broke dead even on DraftKings, which I guess okay. if you're not losing, you're winning on DraftKings. So that's yeah, good. Exactly. Um, my bets were okay. So I didn't tell you this, but I actually hedged your Stewart Stink bet with Morikawa on Saturday. I was like, you know what? I just want to make sure that Morikawa does not beat Phil's bet. So I'm going to take Morikawa. I'm going to put some money on him just so you'd win. You didn't know that. Oh, okay. But. I, I appreciate it. So you took the loss for me is what you're saying. Correct. I just wanted to make sure that nobody close to him would be able to catch him. So I bet all the close guys. Okay, gotcha. So <laughs> I, I, want, I want to say the one thing about fantasy golf, like we've talked about all the different theories behind it and the theories behind betting all, you know, for we've been doing this, what, 10 weeks now? And, you know, it's it's weird because last week was the epitome of what fantasy golf is compared to fantasy football or fantasy basketball. You know, one day events. You know, fantasy golf is four days. And at the end of Friday's event, my biggest buy-in was a $5, their big prize. I think it was like a 50000 first place prize. And that was their biggest $5 tournament. And at the end of Friday, I was in the top 2,000 out of like 100,000 people. And my lineup just kept trending up, 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 up. I'm like, this, this is great. Halfway through the round on Saturday, I was in the top 1,500. And then by the time we went to the back nine on Sunday, I was outside the top 20,000. And that's just the ebbs and flows of fantasy golf. It, it, it'll drive you insane. You, you know, in football, you're just the one o'clock games and the four o'clock games. That's all you have to you know, maneuver through. In golf, you have to maneuver through four days. And I ended up cashing in the event. But still, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely not for the faint at heart if you're one of those people like me that checks your lineup 20 times a day. Well, and there's also two cut. There's two sweats. There's the cut sweat on Friday night. Yep. So you got to make sure all you guys make through the cut. So you're nervous all day on Friday, and then on su- Saturday and Sunday, you know, Saturday they call it moving day for a reason. Every- everything crazy happens on Saturday usually, and then Sunday's the end of the tournament. So like you said, you're getting four days of entertainment. I mean, you can play a dollar tournament and get four days of entertainment out of it. Absolutely, it's definitely. All- it's definitely- except, for, except for our lineup, which still stinks every single week. And I'll tell you, I almost had my first perfect weekend where all my lineups were six for six. So that's the goal. You want all your guys to make the cut. All the lineups I chose were perfect making the cut, except for our lineup and Doc Redman, who you chose and added to the end of our lineup. I was going to say, do you want to tell everybody you like this? Yeah. I should have had a feeling about Stewie Sink instead. That would have been a lot better for our lineup. <laughs> well, do, we, do, we, do, we, do you know what Stuart Sink was caught, priced at last week? 6700 I think. Yeah, it, was in the, it was in the upper sixes. Which is stupid. Okay, so Redmond was 6800 So we could have easily went down 100 yeah. and that would have been – we probably would have won a bunch of money. But yeah, we would have won how, a lot of money. That's what's, what's frustrating. We talked about what's fun about golf. That's what's frustrating about golf. You could be so close yet so far. Yeah, absolutely. So this week – it's totally different. All the rules we've been talking about, throw them out the window. We're starting all over again this week. The Zurich Classic down there at the uh, was it the TPC Louisiana, another Pete Dye course. It seems like we've been playing a lot of Pete Dye courses lately. Um, it's about 7,400-yard par 72 course. Uh, but what's different this year, it's a team format. Okay, so you've got the top 80 golfers, and then they pick a teammate to go. On Thursday and Saturday, it's best ball. So it's like a scramble. If anybody's ever played in a, a scramble, everybody tees off, you know, and then you go play from the best spot and you all hit from there. So it's just the best ball from each spot that you play. And Friday and Sunday, that's where it gets a little tougher, a little strategy, alternate tee shots, and it's alternate ball. So I would tee off on the first hole. He would take – Jason would take the second shot. 
on the second hole. Jason would tee off. I would take the second shot. Um, so there's a lot of strategy in play on Friday and Sunday, which is actually makes it a little tougher. But also, I like the strategy because then you kind of got to break down the course, you know, see whose tee shot you know fits each hole and stuff like that. Um, didn't they didn't play the event last year? They've only been doing the team format for four years, <clears> but you're still your defending champions from 2019 are John Rombo and Ryan Palmer. Um, they're in it again this week, you know. So, I mean, have you looked into what we're looking at this week for this course? Yeah, it's it, like you said, though, it's kind of a bit of a crapshoot. I feel like you want guys that complement each other, like Palmer and Rom, their games are very similar, which is good. But at the same time, it's like you kind of want guys. There's different, there's, I'll, let me start over again. There's different strategies for different days. Like you said, the scramble round, it's kind of a crapshoot, right? You don't know, mm -hmm. you know, where you're going to be playing from. You don't know what skill set it's going to be, um, you know, favoring or whatever like that. But then the alternate shot, you're going to want guys that are good with their irons because, you know, if the first guy tees off, the second guy's going to be the iron player. So mm -hmm. it's tricky. I feel like stats for me, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like stats kind of go out the window this week. It's more of feel. Have they played together before? Because I think this is an event where you like, let's use Cantlay and Shoffley, for example, they're mm -hmm. the number one team. They're the highest mm -hmm. price team. Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of faith in them though. This no. week. I feel like, Guys that are better friends, like Rom and Palmer, or you know some of these other guys like Hearn and Seamus Power, like some of these guys at Kisner and Brown, they're buddies off the course, which I think really helps in this event because you, I think you kind of need a little bit of back and forth, and you can really help each other out. You can strategize too. So yeah. it's a tricky week. Stats go out the window for me, though. Yeah, I, I, I've, read, I, I mean, I tried to read as much as I could, and yeah, everything I read, everything I heard, you know, stats are out the window. I mean, the course isn't entirely hard or difficult. No. You know, even if you miss the fairway, you know, you could still get the green. There's not a lot of trees on the fairway. There's a little bit of water and bunkers, but but they don't really come into play. Um, putting, good putters do tend to to do well here, I've read. But again, it's 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 a it's a total crapshoot. And he, even though it's a 7,400 yard course, I mean, there's the par fives are all two, 580 and below. So every mm -hmm. grouping, whether you're a long hitter or not, is getting the par fives you know, in two strokes, or at least has a chance to. So I think that all goes out the window. I did read one interesting thing when building your lineups and all. This is the week, and I've talked about it before on this show, that sometimes if a, if a player's priced low on DraftKings but has really good odds to win, sometimes like the odds and the prices don't match up. And I did read that it's really important to look at that because sometimes you can you can read into the odds a lot more on an event like this than other events. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me when I was looking at some of these teams is why are some of these guys partners? Did they just are they buddies off the course? Did they just show up and say, "Give me a partner"? It's like some of them make sense, right? And then other some of ones that make, was actually you, the case. Some of it was yeah. some of the, yeah. some of the guys picked their partners. Some of them were just like, "Give me a guy." It literally is that way. Could you imagine some just them, showing up to be a partner with somebody and yeah. like Who my never played with? around the golf with this guy before right. in your life? Exactly. I think this is a week, another thing, just in terms of building lineups, I feel like this is a week where I'm not going to go super high. I think that Rom and Palmer are the best team in this tournament, but mm -hmm. I don't know if I can get to it because some of these lineups, when you start getting into the low 7Ks and 6Ks, it's a crapshoot. I mean, you have no idea who's going to make it. You, you obviously I mean, want same, – same rules apply. You want 6 of 6 through the cut, so it's tough. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this here, and again, you know, the great players and the great teams, you know, John Rom's a great player. Ryan Palmer's a step down. But these top two line teams here, Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay, you know that's a that's a top tier 
team right there. You know, teams like that don't seem to do very well from what I've heard, you know, from what I've read, you know, they do miss the cut, like you said, occasionally, but you look at this and by the way, for everybody, the other rule I didn't throw out there is you can't pick both teammates. So Ooh. it's only one player. So if we take Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley, you can't take Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley. So that's that. But some of these prices, I mean, would you have ever have thought of having to put like, if you, if you wanted more Kawa, that means you're spending 11, three on Matt Wolf, you know, right. Some of these pricing, it, it, it's out of control because you get one really great player with an okay secondary player, you know, and even not that, you know, you got Billy Horschel and Sam Burns at 10-5. I mean, the pricing on here is this this one is the one that actually drove me out of control. Chris Kirk and Brandon yeah. Todd at yeah. 10,100. And I actually liked when I was just reading the pairings, I really liked that pairing. And then I saw the price, and I'm like, we've talked about the word sticker shock before on this show. There is no such thing as that, – that, that's the biggest sticker shock in the world. Chris Kirk and Brendan Todd at 10100 yeah. 100%. I 100% agree with you. I think you brought up a really good point, though. You're going to want guys that can putt. I think you're going to – I want to look for guys that can putt, and I want to look for pairings where the guys are similar. And actually, I mean, I wouldn't pay 10-1 for them, but Chris Kirk and Todd have similar kind of games. They're both yeah. good iron players. They're both – if they putt, which is a crapshoot for both of them, they're really good. They're a really good team, but I think a lot of these guys like Homa and Gooch are like that. Um, Hatton and Willard are kind of like that in a way. Mm -hmm. Horsell and Burns are like that in a little. You want okay. guys that have similar style games because they're going to be used to playing the shots that they're going to you know be faced with, especially the and, alternate shot. And another thing to think about when you're building your lineups and also about I think this week's a week where live betting matchups is going to be the fun way to go. If Mike, you're watching, pay attention to the matchups each day, like. The, the teams that are going up against each other on Thursday, then again on Friday, pay attention to the weather this week because Friday afternoon, so the second half of tea times on Friday, stay away from those bets because the weather's going to be atrocious Friday afternoon into Saturday morning. So the early tea times on Saturday and the Friday afternoon tea times, I'm away. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. touching those on betting. But the early Friday tea times, I'm going to be looking at all the matchups and being trying to find, you know, those guys that, you know, I could bet just on the single round there. So it's something yeah, to definitely. look into. I mean, I was I was trying to figure out stats to read on. Or, you know, we, we, we talk so much about shots game, this or that. You know, putting, approach maybe here. I didn't even, I've never even heard of or talked about this stat. The second most important stat that I found is opportunities gained. I don't even know what that stat means. That's never basically, heard that one used. That's basically giving yourself a chance to make birdie. So okay. you're – Why not just not worry about birdies or better? Right. Well, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like a subcategory of birdies are better. You're basically giving okay. yourself a chance to make birdie or eagle, basically with the shot. So, uh, yeah, that I don't think stats – you can put too much into stats. Um, I do have one more little gambling tidbit. Michael like this one. So they played the, the team event three times. Two of the three events were won by the team that was leading going into Sunday. So if they're leading after Saturday, you want to put your money on that team. Just okay. a heads up. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I spend most of my betting on FanDuel, mm -hmm. not on DraftKings, which is where we do our other things. But I'm looking yeah. at the match bettings for Thursday. You know, you've got, you know, I'm just going to throw out a couple of them. you got Cam Smith and Mark Leishman, who I love in this event. You know, I, again, pricing, they're 11100 on DraftKings. It's insane to pay that for them. But you got them against Morikawa and Matt Wolf, And, you know, that that's one where I'm, I'm looking at Cam Smith and Leishman on Thursday to get over more Kyle and Wolf because Wolf has been so bad this week. So I, if, if there's one guy on a team that's been really bad, you might want to look. Yep. You, know, you might want to bet against them. 
that's the point, exact point that I think is so important right here. It's especially when these teams are even. You know, you, a lot of these teams, like you said, you see one really good golfer on the team. Well, if the other one is hot garbage, how are you going to play that team? I think the biggest example of that is Charlie Hoffman is awesome at this event, mm-hmm. but he who's he paired with again? He's paired with some, uh, oh, Nick uh, Watney. Watney, Nick Watney, Watney. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure Watney has missed like ten cuts in a row. He has. So it's wild. They're only and they're only eighty four hundred though, right? So. So now that that might be where that that team, the Watney Hoffman team, is going to be really good on Thursday and Saturday when it's best ball, where Hoffman True. can carry the team. And on Thursday, you know, match up against Alec Norin and uh, Norlander. You know, they're both basically both teams are at minus one twelve. I'm looking at that as a bet on Thursday, but I wouldn't be making that bet on Friday. I think it's still scary though. Watney hasn't made a cut in this calendar year. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, I get the point. I get Charlie good. It's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Um, I was looking at, I had another name written down here, but now I can't find it. Oh, here. So here, here's another matchup that I really like on Thursday. So you got Castro and Tringali. I know we've played Tringali a lot, but they're going mm-hmm. up against Graham McDowell and Matt Wallace. Okay. Matt Wallace and Graham McDowell are only 8,600 on DraftKings. So sneaky upside with that team in general depending on who their matchup is. Matt Wallace has played really good golf. And Graham McDowell, this is kind of something that's like right along the, the, the Ryder Cup, you know, you know, path. And Graham McDowell is a great Ryder Cup player. Um, so that's a team that I really like this week, at least in the matchup, you know, categories there. Well, and if, if Graham McDowell putts, that, that's the key to that team. If yeah, he can putt well, I think that team's going to be really good. I agree with that point 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I – I mean, here's here's another one that I just I just love the matchup. I don't know if I'll bet it or not. I won't, might not play either teams and all, but Tony Finau and Cameron Champ on on Thursday against Bubba Watson and Scotty Scheffler. Can you imagine Bubba Watson, one. Scotty Scheffler on a course that there's no real tr- like they could just go out there and grip it and rip it and not worry about getting into trouble. Well, and Champ and Finau do that too. I mean, exactly, exactly. That's <laughs> that's why there's so much intrigue there. And, yeah. And, and, you know, you know, Finau and Champ are minus one eighteen. Watson and Scheffler's minus one oh eight. I really can't figure out who I would bet there, but both those groups or both those teams are gonna be so much fun to watch on Thursday. Yeah, hundred percent. Wouldn't it be so Finau like to come out and win this tournament too? Just to have this be his first win. Like doesn't even really yeah. count because it's a team event. But yeah, absolutely. I can see that. All right. So, I mean, we were talking about changing up how we build lineups here, you know, and competing against each other. Do you want to compete against each other? Or do you want to wait till next week to do that? And just this week, let's try to build for everybody watching a solid lineup here since it's a different kind of a course and tournament. Yeah, let's do it together this week and then we'll compete against each other next week, starting next week. I, 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 you want I like to go that. into some of the teams that we like first, or do you want to just. Yeah, yeah, let, let, let's keep. So, I've already brought up a couple teams there, you know, betting wise and stuff like that. So what are some of the other names? Because they're. Three or four other teams here that I've marked off that I like. So, so I'm going to start all my lineups with one of two of these teams: either okay. Horschel and Burns at ten five, which is a little bit of sticker shock, like you it said. Um, but Horschel has won this event as an individual and as a team, so mm-hmm. I like him a lot. He's been playing really well. Um, mm-hmm. They're both kind of streaky, but they're both really good putters, and mm-hmm. they're both really good putters on Bermuda greens, which is huge. So. I love that team this week. I think they're a good combination. Like it's weird because on paper, like you said, ten five seems like a lot, but I don't. Know, I feel like this is a team that these guys are very similar in the way they play. So I like them a lot. And then my other one, which I've heard a lot of people talking bad about, but I'm, I'm sticking with it. Ninety seven hundred Hovland and Christopher Ventura. 
Um, I okay. think their games are similar. Hovland's obviously a really good player. I think he's like 15th in the world. Ventura is a very, very poor, poor, poor man's Hovland, but their games are similar. Good birdie or better. Um, Hovland is actually, or Ventura is actually ahead of Hovland birdie or better in this field. Ventura is third in putting as well and good on par five. So I feel like they do the same thing similar. So I'm definitely starting my lineup with one of those two teams. Okay. Um, I thought, so I, I, I had Horschel and Burns down too. Love that matchup and all and that, that team there. Um, I thought you were going to go with my uh, my second one, which was uh, Kevin Kistner and Scott Brown. Um, I like that one too. The duo, they're, they're only 8,700 on DraftKings, which is a steal for somebody that this team lost in the playoffs in 2017. So they've made a deep run in this event, and they took fifth place in 2019. If, Kesner, if Kevin Kisner, his putter is as hot as it's been, I mean, I think that's a team that, you know, at 8,700, again, 8,700 is your mid-priced range teams. But I, I think that's a, a really solid, you know, team right there. And another one, it's higher than your Horschel and Burns team. <sighs> Again, I actually think this team's going to have a really high ownership percentage. So maybe it's uh, one you stay away from a little bit. But Cam Smith and Mark Leishman, 11,100. I like that one, too. Their games are similar as well. Obviously, uh, Cam Smith's a lot younger and does everything just a little bit better than Lee. 17 with Blitz or Blix or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't write down who, but one Blix? of them did. Right. Um, I think it was Cam Smith. Yeah, okay. I don't mind that team at all. I like that team a lot, too. I just worry about paying that price, I think, for that team. Yeah. That's my only fear. Well, price-wise, you know, you got so many high-costing teams. It did pull one team. It's very low, 6,500. We're not going through our, our, our normal order here. Um, third, They placed third in 2017 and 15th. No, 13th in 2019. Kevin Tway and Kelly Kraft. Don't know who they are. Never bet them ever, but they've got good track record at this event. Any thoughts there? So Kevin Tway, I don't think Kelly Kraft might not either, but Kevin Tway doesn't have a, a PGA Tour card anymore. So that, yeah, that team, I didn't, uh, that didn't even come on my radar. But if they have good course Third history place, here, I ship thirteen. So that's not bad. That's not bad. No. I like um, at sixty seven hundred, so a little bit more than that. Seamus Power and David Hearn. Um, they've played this event twice together, T5 and T10. And Hearn, if you look at Hearn's course history between the team event and the indiv individual event, he may have the best course history of anybody at this course. So I like that. I do want to touch real quick, too. I was just thinking about this. Um, you said Kisner and Brown. Two things about that team I love. The putting, like you said, they're best friends off the course, too. So they've done really well here. They play together. They know each other well. They can go off each other. So I, I like them a lot. My only fear absolutely only fear is that I think they might be the highest team owned, the highest ownership team okay. this week. Yeah. I was thinking that was going to be the Cam Smith Leishman, but may maybe not because of the price tag on Cam Smith and Leishman that they might not be as high as, uh, as that. What, what else do you got? What other teams? I've, I've, I mean, I've got 10 more teams down here that, you know, I like, but you know, I want to hear what you got here. So I like party Marty Laird and Nick Taylor. I like that team at 6,300. I actually think I like more sleeper teams this week than high price teams. Um, they were ninth year last time they played. So in 2019, Laird was T7 the year before that. I don't know who his partner was that year, but Laird's been in good form. Uh, they played this event four times. This will be the fourth time they've played together at this event. So I like that a lot. And, I feel like that's going to go low owned for sure because nobody likes either one of those guys. Um, Tringali and Castro, like you mentioned, I don't hate that one. Um, Kisner and Brown probably is my last one that I like. But I actually don't mind Troy Merritt and Robert Streb either at 6,700. They've played really good here too. So I feel like if you're playing under 7,000, which you almost have to play at least one team 
Oh, you're gonna, you I, you almost have to play two, in my opinion. Well, yeah. two in that seven. We'll, we'll go seventy-three and below. Yeah. You're gonna have to yeah, play I at agree. least two. So I, I, I got a couple. I got a couple more cheap ones for you. Yeah. Um, seventy-one hundred. Peter Uline and Ricky Wierenski. Uh Uline, mm -hmm. most people don't know him. He's won on the Corn Ferry Tour. You know, he finished really well at the. I think it was the Punta Cana Classic on the PGA Tour. Mm -hmm. And Wierenski's he's hit or miss. He's he's missed some cuts. But in the weaker fields, and I know we're talking about how top heavy this this tournament is, but it, overall, if you look at it, it's a pretty weak field, yeah. and he always tends to do well in the weak fields. So I got them. I've also got Bryce Garnett and Stallop at sixty eight hundred. I think they are. Bryce Garrett did really well last week. Um, let me try to pull him up here. There he is. Garrett is Bryce Garnett. Bryce and Garnett. Scott. Okay, he's Scott Stallings. okay. Stallings is his partner. Sorry, I can't Bryce read my Garnett, name sometimes. Do you remember a few weeks ago when I played Bryce Garnett and you said who? <laughs> yeah. And then he did really well last week. He didn't do well the yeah. week you picked him. Right, but he exactly. He did really good last week and all. Exactly. So I, he, at 6,800, there was one there that I liked. And where – let's see here. Where's my search button here? Uh, the Lanto Griffin team. I don't remember what the price is. Oh, they're nine grand. Maybe I don't like them as much. And Steve Don they, – they're both guys that play really well lately. But, again – these guys, Griffin and Don Damon at uh, nine grand. I don't think I could pull the trigger there. Maybe that's why I. Stopped I feel like if they were, if they were eight thousand, I feel like I'd be yeah. all over it. Nine thousand, that's a, that's a little steep. Again, these prices are out of control. Like you look at the team, like Brendan Gracie and Harold Varner the third. That's a, two good guys that are playing well, that are you know on fire. But ninety six hundred, Brendan Steele and Keegan Bradley, ninety three hundred. These yeah. are just price tags I can't get around. It's tough. It definitely is it tough is. this week. All right. Well, let's go. do this. Yeah. Let, like, obviously, we both, I mean, I don't know where you want to start with, but we both agree that Horschel and Burns are our favorites, right? Yeah. Let's go with it. Do you want to go with that? Yeah. All right. So 10 5 that knocks us down. Rather that than, rather down than right away. So, you What's know that? how we pick? We go through and we pick every other one. You want to just pick them all together? Yeah. Let's just, just see let's if just we just kind of agree. Team that we're picking. So, that, okay. that knocks us down right away to 7,900. So, so we're gonna have to go gotta low. Find, gotta find a, a cheap team right off the bat. I'm telling you, Hearn and Power are the sleeper team of the week this week. Let's go All then. Right. Hearn. If you're okay with it. Sure. Ooh, I'm sorry. It's H E. H E A. H E. There we go. There we there go. Kucher. All right. I got I could go with that. That puts us back oh, up. Oh, he's, he's partners with Kucher. I thought he was partners with Oh no, Suture. Suture. Not Kucher. Suture. Suture. Seamus Power. Oh, same. He he got he he withdrew because of COVID. Oh, okay, okay. So Suture is his replacement that was given to him. That's fine. Do you yeah, want to we'll bail on that, that or no? You like that still? You want to bail on that? I, I, you you were really high on it because of one player. That, well, I was I, high I, on power nope. being there, so I, I didn't right, know that he let, had COVID. Let, let's bail on that. Let's go with my sleeper team, the Kevin yeah, Tway Kelly Craft guy. Do it again. Two guys we don't know, but again, huge success here. Listen, Kevin Tway hits the ball a mile. That's all I got yeah. for you. All right. Well, that, that, that's that's good. On a short course, you know, he's going to be there's, – there's some drivable par fours here. All right. We're at 82.5 now. Still need we still need another – see, again, we picked somebody at 10.5, and now we meet, like, multiple 7K guys here. Should we go – do you want to go Kutcher and Brown for safety? Oh, not Kutcher. I was Kisner. like, Kutcher's not in this fat field. Who? Brown. Brown and Kevin Kisner. 
<laughs> this is a really great segment. Yeah. We're, we're bombing this show here tonight. <laughs> this is a really great segment. <laughs> yeah, great segment. Great job tonight. All right, we're going to go with there. All right, let's see. We still we still need cheap options. We're at 8,100 here. Let, 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 let's go down this board here to the 8Ks and upper 7s here. Uh, what do we got? We got Matt Jones. I don't even know who J.J. Spawn is. Russell Knox and Brandon Stewart. Or Brian Stewart. Somehow I know him, but <laughs> Russell Knox is a good player. I don't know. I'm looking at these names. McNeely and Brand. Uh, again, I don't know. Mc- Tringali and Castro. We're already back Wait, up go, to Go down a little bit. Okay. Let's go. What about Neesmith and Seifert? I was what just going to say. I actually have Let's their names circled on my list here. Yeah. I, I think they fit well together, and they're both in good form, so I like that. So do we go with Neesmith or do we go with Seifert? Which one do you prefer? Neesmith. See, that's the thing. It doesn't even matter. All right, so we got two spots left, 8,400. Um, let's see here. All right, you pick one, I'll pick one. Oh, great. So I'm just going to go with like 11,100 or something like that. Just <laughs> I'm going to have to not pick one. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. You know what? I'm going to take a chance, even though he's been playing god-awful. It doesn't really hurt you too much. But we're going with the Hoff, Charlie Hoffman and Watney. You know, the Hoff is good. The Hoff is great, and I think he can carry that team. His partner blows. All right. Maybe maybe the Hoff rubs off on him. Leaves you with 8,400, which puts you, you know, Pat Perez and Kokrak. All right. I'm going to go. Let's go with. hmm, Who do you like better out of Gim and Suh or uh, Clark and EBR? Well, I didn't have anything on Clark and EVR written down. I do have uh, – you said – you the said Gim uh, you and Gim. I have them written down here. I just don't have anything All right, let's do it. You know, written down next to their name. So. All right, let's go Gim. We'll go Gim. Yeah, we'll go Gim. Not Sue. Just Gim. Sue. Sue. So this is, I'm entering this one into our my free roll, the HBO Max free roll. I'm not even going <laughs> to order on this one. Look, guys, <laughs> again, like we said at the beginning of the show, this isn't the week to be – going crazy with lineups. Right. I put three, five, seven lineups out there a week, not doing it this week. You yeah. know, I'm sticking to two or three lineups, you know, cheaper entries. And again, betting wise, I'm not throwing three or four outright winner bets. I might throw one outright winner bet on this matchup, but I'm going to be paying attention each day to the matchups and betting the live matchups each round. So I threw a lot of bets out this week, but I agree Uh-oh. with you hundred percent on the DFS. DFS. I usually play like, between 10 and 14 lineups a week, I'm playing two this week. I'm keeping wow. it at two. I'm picking the two that I like the best. Betting, I might go a little bit more crazy just because I need some sort of excitement in my life. So <laughs> That doesn't say – does your <laughs> wife know that, that you have that problem? Uh, no. Don't tell her, please. Anyway, so so then what kind of bets do you have so far written down? So a you lot of them are the same. Bets, but you know, yeah, some yeah. of your favorite bets. So I've, I'll, I'll, I'll give you five. So I have – Two of them are the same. So I have Horschel and Burns. I have them top five. Uh, it was plus 500. I also have them to win outright, which was plus 2,500. I have the same exact bet with Hatton and Willett, top five at plus 500 and to win at plus 2,500. And then I put also Ventura and Hovland top five at plus 750. Okay. Those are my five bets. Okay, that's cool. That's good. I I, I love the horse show. I mean, I, I I really do think that they have a really good ch- chance 
to win the, the event. And the Will at Hatton thing, I see it, especially if the bad weather carries any longer. And I'm, I'm going up and down the list here, looking so at I'm the odds. I'm banking that the Hatton bet, I'm 100% banking on Hatton playing well in that bet. Okay. So. Yeah, right now, uh, FanDuel's got the Horschel Burns at plus 2,000 to win. Um, I still do like that. And I like the Kirk and Todd to win at plus 2,000 as well. Um, I don't know. Um, let me let me get to the uh, finishing position odds here, top fives. Yeah, I mean, I really, for some reason, I just keep going back to, just because I think it's going to be fun, is the Bubba Watson, Scotty Scheffler team. You know, I, I, I just want them to do well so badly. Um, yeah, they're in it all weekend. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. The Horschel Burns, we love the Horschel Burns so much. And they're plus 2,000 on FanDuel, plus 2,500 on DraftKings to win it. They're plus 2,900 to be leader after first round. It kind of jumps Ooh. out at me as, as yeah. something to bet, bet on there. Because, again, it's going to be the easiest. Sunday afternoon is going to be easy. So anybody in the final you know, four to six groupings on Sunday will have easy weather. And Thursday is going to be the best weather. Um, so I, I kind of like that there. Um, but, yeah, I haven't actually placed any bets actually yet. I'm kind of still waiting to let it marinate a little bit more because – Honestly, uh, you know, I have no clue what I'm doing this week. This is this is a total crapshoot this week. Yeah, yeah. Don't put a lot into it. I feel like don't put a lot of your bankroll in this week, and bet who's ever winning after Saturday. Bet that team. That's my advice. Bet whoever's winning after Saturday. Yeah, go for it, Mike. Make sure you do it, Mikey. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Whoever's winning on Saturday, (laughs) do it with your money, not mine. Yeah, your money, not mine. Yeah. if if I lose everything, you're you're buying not just the first beers, you're you're buying like the first five rounds in. That's fine. I'll buy whatever I need to buy. Yeah, there you go. There Same you goes go. for you. If I lose all my money, you got to cover me. So Mike's Mike's spending the entire bankroll on the Saturday on the Saturday one. <laughs> Good roll. Way way to be confident. I love it. What, I love Mike's it. gonna mortgage his house against it. Let's see what happens. It's like his fourth mortgage on his house because of bets yeah, like that. Fine. So it's fine. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Well, anyway. Again, this week we were planning on this being a shorter episode. Um, there's not a lot to dive into this week. Again, it's a it's a gimmick this week. I, I, I do want to know: Do you enjoy this kind of an event? I like watching it. I hate it for DraftKings purposes. Okay. If that makes any sense, it does. Uh, like the match play was the same way. It's like it was a total crapshoot. Nobody had any success, but it was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I I think there is a place for it. I think they just need to get. You know, if you take the DraftKings aspect out of it and the betting aspect of out of it, it's fun, and I think there's a it's a place for it. Um, and heck, you know, for as 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 gimmicky as it is, there's still a huge multi million dollar first right. place prize on the line. So right. these guys want to win it and all. I just I just it's don't still, know. I, you know, it's, it's still kind FedEx of a bad Cup place. Too. This thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you 100. It's still FedEx Cup points too. The yeah. winner they get the equal same amount of FedEx Cup points. So. Yeah. It's a normal event. Just this for them, event would be good in like you know October or November, you know, yeah. or after the major season is over. Like what, what are we three, four weeks away from the PGA Championship? I, I don't right. want to worry about these gimmicky kind of courses and, right. and tournaments and all. I don't want the match play or this or you know do it do this like around the time when the Ryder Cup happens and stuff. You know when yeah. you know the, the the main season's kind of worn down and you know we're just having some fu- some golf fun. Um, so that's my opinion on it. I, I think it's a good theory, just bad placement and timing on the tournament. Well, and I think it shows in who's playing in it. I think your point's Absolutely. 100% right. I mean, you see none of the – I mean, really, besides Rom, none of the really the big names are playing in this tournament. Because- I'm pretty sure Rom's only playing because he's defending his title. 
Right, and he loves him and Palmer love each other, so they'll do anything they can to play together. And, so. and you got you got the Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley team, which is obviously you know a stud team. But outside right. of that, there's not too many many top ten players in the in the world no. golf rankings playing this event. So it's kind of one of those things where I think that everybody's focused on you know what do we got? We got the we got Byron Nelson coming up in a few weeks. We got the PGA Championship right. coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, next week we've got. Uh, uh, what is Valspar? Valspar is next week. Yep. You got some big events coming up. It, the, the players aren't focused on this, and maybe that's no. also why the few big names that are in it do tend to miss the cut because they're they're they're, they're, they're just out there having fun. So, right. I, I, I think, yeah, it's a, it's a paycheck that that is for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but that's all I've got for this 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 show. Yeah, a quick little 36, 37 minute show here. Uh, do you got anything else to do or to, to mention? No, I think that's it. Like, I, like, I, just go with your gut feeling this week. Don't yeah. go crazy. Have don't, fun. don't get too much into stats. Yeah, have fun and, and go with your gut feeling. Honestly, I won more money on DraftKings for golf last year before I did all this massive amount of research that I'm doing <laughs> this year. So, you know, I'm just gonna go with my gut and have some fun, and I'm and I'm probably gonna hit my biggest lineups uh, this week. There you so, go. Boom. Yeah, let's do it. Exactly. Boom. Um, real quick, I should have asked you this off the air, but I'm gonna ask you live on the air. Are we confirmed for our guest for next week? Yes, we are confirmed. All right. So who do we have coming on next week? I think we should do an announcement. Maybe we'll do an announcement on Twitter. All right, all right. So stay tuned to Twitter. So we're going to tease it. We have a guest coming on next week. Shouldn't have talked about this off the air, but we're totally unprepared and unprofessional. <laughs> on Fairway to Heaven here. But anyway, again, Fairway to Heaven on the All About the Birds Network. That is Jason Sullivan. I am Phil Stifle. You can follow us on Twitter, Beard and Knowledge, jsully2121, AATBirds, Fairway, the number two, heaven underscore. It's where we put all our lineups and all our picks on there. Um, got a great show on All About the Birds coming up tomorrow night, you know, 9.15 right here on all the All About the Birds networks. Make sure you're following, subscribing, you know, sharing out everything. Help us continue to grow this network into what it can become. And, uh, yeah. On that, I I say everybody have a great night. Win some money. Let's go. Let's make some money. Support for All About the Birds is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. 20% 20% off plus free shipping with the code AATBIRDS at manscaped.com. Manscaped hooked us up with a bunch of tools and formulations from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit, including the Lawnmower 3.0, which comes with an LED light for a more precise shape and is waterproof to make your shower shave clean and easy. The Perfect Package also includes a deodorant for your undercarriage to prevent odors and chafing, a reviving lotion, a pair of boxers, and a t shirt, not to mention a travel bag to store all your grooming goodies. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBIRDS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code AATBIRDS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you.